this is Eric Garrison. I'm one of three assistant directors of health promotion here at William & Mary. And it is October 27th, 2020. In a couple of days, something is going to happen across the United States that is going to cause many people to lose sleep, some people to be angry, some people to be confused, some people to feel discombobulated, and still some will feel absolutely nothing at all. And you know exactly about that to which I refer, and that is Daylight Savings Time. So a couple hours after Halloween ends, so on November 1st at 2 a.m., most of the states in the United States are going to have an end to daylight savings. This is where we have that phrase, fall back. We talk about spring forward and fall back. Many people seem to rejoice and they get all excited because they think, oh my goodness, I'm going to gain a whole hour of sleep. This is true in a sense. The problem is that we sleep in cycles of 90 minutes. We need five to six of those cycles every day to feel energized and refreshed, remembering that people who sleep longer live longer. Also in this time of uh, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, your immune system right now is the most reliable way, in addition to the hand washing, the physical distancing, staying at home when we feel ill, your immune system right now is what we need to keep going. Before there's ever a vaccine, we have to keep your immune system well, and sleep is part of that, as well as how we fuel, how we train, how we hydrate. So how do we deal with this piece where people are getting excited about being given 60 extra cents when, in fact, the thing they want to purchase costs 90 cents? Well, there's a website and an app that I use all the time. It's Sleepy Time. And the thing about Sleepy Time, you spell it Sleepy Time, but you put a dot before the M-E. So it's not Sleepy T... Dot com. It's not sleepytime.org. It's sleepyt.me, which looks like sleepy time. That website or that app is going to allow you to calculate your wake-up time and then your sleep time. So you can put in the wake-up time you'd like to have. And remember, we always try to wake up consistently seven days out of the week, which means we need to have a consistent bedtime as well. It will calculate your bedtimes based on your chosen wake-up time. Or if you find yourself in another time zone or your sleep is interrupted and you're trying to calculate your new wake-up time, there's a button which says, if I went to bed right now, what time could I wake up feeling refreshed? Realize nobody ever wakes up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. If anybody ever tells you, I wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you have the right to throw water at them. We can help you wake up feeling more refreshed, but you will not feel totally refreshed when you wake up. And that's why this whole time zone change, either way, either in the fall or in the spring, can affect us in a negative way. Again, because we sleep in 90-minute cycles, but we're given only 60 minutes of a time change. So the tips that I'm about to give you work not only for daylight savings time, spring or fall, but they also can help you if you're traveling to a different time zone, be it by plane, by car, by boat, by transporter for our alums on the Enterprise. Understand, though, that with one time zone change, you can probably do this in a day 
several time zone changes, you may need to build up to that. It takes your body approximately 24 hours to adjust to each hour of time change. And what I'm about to share with you can expedite that. Realize that when I travel to Europe or elsewhere where there are going to be multiple time changes, I begin this process several days earlier, so my body has already climatized itself to the new time. But for now, again, it's October 27th, 2020. We have a time zone change for most of us in these United States. It's going to occur in less than a week. And so this would be my advice to you to to wake up feeling a lot better. Because if you think about it, a a sleep cycle time-wise is 90 minutes. The time change is only 60. That means you are probably going to wake up in the middle of a sleep cycle. So either an hour in or 30 minutes in, depending on how you wake up, the light that comes in through your window, etc., etc., when your neighbors start waking up, when your animals start waking up, because they don't realize there's a time change. For, for children, for infants, or persons who are unable to tell time, you're going to find your house waking up at different times. Nature will be waking up at different times. But you have control over yourself. Unfortunately, many of us use our telephones, our $900 alarm clocks, as I call them. The advantage of that is they are always in tune with Greenwich time or with the international time zones. The problem with that is they are always in tune with Greenwich time or the universal time, international time. So when you go to bed at night on Halloween in a couple days, your clock is not going to tell you the new time until 2.01 a.m. This means that you need to make adjustments before you go to bed. So, a couple ways that you can do this. You can stop looking at your satellite-synchronized chronometers, like your telephone, your computers. Even some watches are synced to satellites. I've seen some wall clocks and desk clocks that are synced to satellites. This can throw you off as far as time goes. If you have an old-fashioned analog clock, and I've got two in my office right now, I can change those before I leave on Friday. But what I will probably have to do on Saturday is turn my devices either off or over and adjust my time zones accordingly, not going by what I can see on my telephone or my computer, but what I see on the non-satellite-linked devices. And so this is the thing. Because we're talking a 90-minute sleep cycle with only a 60-minute change, I can adjust my sleep 90 minutes or even 30 minutes. So either 90 minutes or 30 minutes, I can adjust it to a different time zone, different wake-up time. So let's say I always went to bed at 9 o'clock to wake up at 6 a.m. I could theoretically go to bed at 8 o'clock Saturday night. However, if I were to go to bed at 9.30 p.m., just 30 minutes later. Realize it takes about 14 minutes to fall asleep. So maybe around 9.16, if I started to crawl into bed, I would be waking up around 5 in the morning, or I could get another sleep cycle and wake up around 6.30 in the morning. So if my standard sleep time were 6 in the morning, I could wake up on Sunday around 6.30 now, which would make it a lot easier to go to bed one more night Sunday to wake up Monday even closer to my bedtime. Likewise, I could also wake up around what would feel like 5 a.m. and just accommodate that extra hour. Again, I would be even more tired that Sunday evening, and I could adjust accordingly. But if I just decide that I'm going to go to bed and wake up when I feel like waking up, 
I might wake up at 7 o'clock the next morning, which would be 6 o'clock my regular wake-up time. That could throw me off as far as preparation goes for things I have to do on Sunday. It also doesn't help me fall asleep Sunday night. It breaks that consistency. So my advice to you is use a website or an app like Sleepy Time. Adjust for your new wake-up time as though Saturday you're in your new wake-up zone. So around 7 o'clock at night, I'm already thinking, you know what, this is really 6 o'clock tomorrow, and so what times do I need to go to bed? It can also be that you adjust your your wake-up time accordingly, and just either it's going to throw you off, you know, 30 minutes either way. So there's a couple ways to do this, but I would not suggest that you just wing it and sleep in and wake up when you feel rested. That could throw you off seriously on Monday for work, for school, for retirement, whatever it is that you do 24 hours later. So again, your sleep is very important. And that means also, too, an hour before you go to bed, you need to start doing those rituals that you have. So whether it's a warm shower or a light walk, just to elevate your temperature enough so that it decreases and lulls you into sleep, whether it's cutting off your devices an hour before bedtime, it could mean that you have things like flux or night shift on your devices that turn the color to an orange, sort of like what you would see at dusk. I have a bedside lamp with a $1.50 orange bulb from one of the hardware stores. I turn that bedside lamp on in the evening, which gives my room that dusky glow, making me look like a Gene Wilder Oompa Loompa, but that's okay. I also have, I'm one of those ruminators, so when I crawl into bed sometimes at night, my mind is still active. Before I crawl into bed, I have a piece of paper beside my my bed. I scribble down my worries or my dreams, my exciting things on that paper, and then they're on that paper and not in my mind. That allows me to fall asleep as well. I also, and you've heard me say this before, I'm a fan of progressive muscular relaxation. I also will use various forms of meditation and guided imagery to help me fall asleep. Remember that your bed is for two things only, both beginning with the letter S. So if you're not sleeping or engaged in an intimate activity, you need to be outside of your bed because we do not want to associate our beds with anything other than restful sleep. Uh, That would mean that if you're in bed for more than 20 minutes and you're awake, you need to crawl out of bed and fall asleep elsewhere, be it a chair, be it the floor, uh, that couch, that lazy boy, that hammock, the sofa down the hall. You do not want to associate your bed with restlessness or with insomnia. So if you tell me that you were in bed for seven hours, I would hope that would mean that you were sleeping for seven hours. If you tell me you were in bed for seven hours and awake for six hours and 49 minutes of those, you've now reconditioned the purpose of your bed. So if you would like my cheat sheet, which is available to anybody who asks for it, please reach out and request that. Finally, if sleep is such an issue for you that it's affecting your mental and or physical health or any of your other eight dimensions of wellness, so if it's affecting your social health or your financial health, if sleep is becoming that much of an impetus in your life, I would ask that you speak to your healthcare provider about a sleep study. They are done at hospitals and sleep institutes, pulmonology clinics all across the nation and around the world. And it could be the one thing that helps you feel energized throughout the day. 
So it doesn't matter to me if you're listening to this at 10 in the morning or 10 at night or 4, 10 in the morning as you're waking up, but I want you to have peaceful sleep. And on that note, may we all live in peace and may peace live in all of us. Thank you for listening. To get your copy of the Sleep Tips Cheat Sheet from Eric, email ohp at wm.edu. Start tracking your sleep now on the Sleepy Time app by visiting sleepyti.me. Join us again on Thursday when Dr. Karina Sidarsky-Gleiser of the Counseling Center joins us for a chat. Thanks for listening.